0: Hey guys, what's going on? This is your official 2019 Blue Jays season preview. We recorded the show way before the Kendris Morales news broke, so please ignore all the Kendris Morales takes. There aren't a lot, there are a little bit, so it's not going to spoil the integrity or spoil the main emphasis of the show. So feel free to give it a listen, ignore the Kendris Morales talk, and uh, go Blue Jays. Let's go.
1: South of the Six Podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair.
0: All right, here we go. Welcome to episode 108 of the South of the Six Podcast. We are part of the stadium TV network and part of the overtime media crew. Blue Jay season begins today. We are recording this Wednesday night. This is dropping Thursday morning, so for your ear holes the official Toronto Blue Jays season preview. Joining me now, reunited and it feels so good, joining me now is Ryan Francesco of Blue Jays Nation. Ryan, check it out. It's almost like we're Stroman and Sanchez. However, I never stopped following you on Instagram and I didn't post a picture of us today. But still, it's good to talk to you, man.
1: What's up? Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be... Uh, thanks for having me on, man, for the... The first show of the of the year, it's terrific. Yeah. We uh we definitely have a past. Well we never we, do. we didn't separate. We didn't we didn't experience whatever it was that divided Strowman and Sanchez through these past few seasons. That never happened to us. No. We just had to we just, we just went or we just I don't know. What happened? I guess listeners don't know that we we potted together.
0: No, well we had a I, pod. I told um, Do they know? They do. I, I, I told... I was talking to our buddy Craig Borden today. And I was like, yeah, I'm, po- I'm doing the season preview with Ryan. A- and he had nothing but good things to say about you. And I, I told him. I said, yeah, we're actually pretty close. Like, he was the first person that I connected with when I started this project, period. Like, just out of the blue, is the first person I connected with. And we text on the reg and we talk about personal shit. And he was like, oh, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, man. So people are... J- Maybe they don't know the history, but we're, they should be well aware, man. You're you're the OG when it comes to me on here, so I'm glad to have you on.
1: Oh, you're definitely you're definitely an OG too. Yeah, we started together, man, doing this stuff, and we uh, we potted, and it was called the weekend hangover. That's right. And I would legitimately get drunk on that pot, <laughs> even though we're supposed to be hungover. I... It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, we were supposed to be because it's called the Weekend Hangover. We were supposed to be hungover, but we recorded it at Friday on Friday nights at 8 p.m., I believe. Yeah, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. And I was always a few drinks in. And yeah, uh, we would, we, I would like go on YouTube and play Macho Man, Randy Savage like clips. That's right, that's <laughs> it was, right. We got we did some fun stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Maybe one day. One day in the future, people Adam and Ryan will have a pod together again. You never know what's happening. We just don't know what's around the corner, do we? Is that? A, I'm sure that's. A,
0: I'm sure that's the name of a podcast. But all right, here we go. So, to everybody listening, and to you. Happy New Year, man. Happy New year. this is it's finally upon us. The Blue Jay season has arrived finally after a long winded spring training and two games in Montreal that, in my opinion, sort of need to stop because that it looks like that stadium is just falling apart. But here we are, right. So Blue Jay season begins today. We are again recording this Wednesday night. They're hosting the Detroit Tigers and for the first time in a while, right? In spite of how poor the season may be. I feel confident that they can take the, the, the series opener. Maybe even the, the first game, opening day. So, given the bright spots that we've noticed during spring training, there are a few. And seeing as though some individuals won't be part of the team from the jump, regardless, in a general sense, how do you feel about this team walking into 2019,
1: man? I think I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this year. Uh, compared to last year, I feel like... Uh, even the year before, which, you know, I'm guilty of buying into all of the ifs that needed to break right for the success to carry over in 2017 and 18. And I don't think that I have to feel guilty about it. I think that many of us fans that believed that, especially coming off of 2016, that there would be success in 17. I think many of us have every right to believe that that would have happened. Uh, going into 18, I still had, was holding on tightly. To, you know, it was just a bad, unlucky year in 2017, and then it just continued to be shitty. And you know, Josh Donaldson had a dead arm, and Josh Donaldson's calf exploded, and Marcus Stroman was injured, and Sanchez had more issues, and it was just a total carryover. It was just like 17, just like landed right into 18. But now, um, I have a hope that. You know, a pitcher like uh, Sanchez can actually be the pitcher that he is. So I'm really excited to see what kind of season Sanchez puts together. And I'm, um, I think, after, well, after Strowman came back from that injury, he he was, he was fine. You know, a lot of people criticize his high ERA, but I'm excited to see Sanchez and Strowman uh, bounce back. And I'm excited that Strowman is apparently, maybe, maybe the, the Stroch has Sandstro, whatever it's called. Maybe they're back together. Did you see that tweet?
0: I, I saw the tweet.
1: <laughs> What'd you think of that? Are they friends? Uh, okay,
0: <laughs> I hope so. I hope they're at, like at least cordial, because you don't want that kind of tension in the locker room, right? That's just not good. And these are two individuals that were once upon a time very close. They used to do two a days together. Remember that? I want to say it was 2016 that they were doing two a days. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They were like best friends ever since they broke up, we've sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the curse is broken.
0: Well, I want to say it was because Sanchez went with Boris, and this is all speculation. I want to say because Sanchez went with with Boris and Stroman got pissed. I don't know if that's accurate and I don't want to talk out of my ass here, but um I don't know, something happened. Something went down and it wasn't pretty. But hey, they're they're back, right? We can Did you see that they I guess it was Marcus Stroman is following... I, this is so fucking high school, but they, Marcus Stroman is following him on Instagram. And it's so shameful that I'm making that a, a, a talking point, but I guess this is the best we got for the 2019 Blue Jays.
1: Yeah. So what? So wait, I, I'm confused. So what before he didn't follow him on Instagram?
0: Yeah, they, they, they were once following each other and then they broke up and they stopped following each other. So you know it's official. But now they're back together.
1: Times have definitely changed. So, yeah, excitement. Excitement for this season. I mean, uh, it, it is Wednesday night, and the listeners are listening to this on opening day. Uh, what excites you, Adam? What are, what's the storyline that you're looking forward to?
0: Well, it's, all right. I, I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I do want to kind of expand on it with you. Um, it's interesting to me. That for the first time, in at least in my fanhood as a Blue Jays fan, which has been uh, long-standing, I'm 33 fucking years old, so it's been a p- pretty long time. Um, it's the first time that I can remember or even think of that a whole bunch of prospects are coming up to form the Blue Jays identity. Right before it was just like single players. It was the Aaron Seabias or the Brett Laurie's or, I don't know, the Kyle Draybacks. It was single players here and there. I can't remember the last time there was this giant wave of youth coming in to completely uh, re-identify the team and this year it's not about wins and losses for me it's not about whether or not they can push for a playoff spot it's to watch these kids develop and it's to watch them turn into what we hope and project them to i think that's what i'm most excited for for the season
1: absolutely now the optimistic kid in me wants to believe as dumb as it is that because the american league is so shitty. That who's to say if a couple ifs break right, that this team actually has the second wild card spot come July. Yes, and they're not selling. Maybe they're selling some, like hopefully Pilar, but maybe they're not selling Sanchez and Stroman. Aside from the tier one teams, who I don't think I need to just mention, but for, for for the sake of it, you know, New York, Boston. New York probably wins the division. Boston gets a wild card. You got Houston. Don't know about Cleveland. Cleveland should win it. Be- mm-hmm. The AL Central is like AAA a baseball. So beside Houston and Boston and New York, and then Cleveland who should win the Central, it's either Oakland or Minnesota that a lot of, you know projections are suggesting will be in there. And then Tampa. If Strowman if if Sanchez turns to 2016 and Strowman puts together a good year, and let's just for the fun of it say Shoemaker is actually healthy, you have those three rolling, and Brecky gets back in the lineup, and he continues where he lets up, where he where he uh, the, the way he was pitching, you know how has been pitching. That's that's some solid stuff there. I mean, what if Buckles does what he did last year when he returns? I mean, most likely, you know, the odds are Shoemaker blows his elbow. Uh, Buck holds only on the pitches, 30 innings. The, there's the chance of that, you know, uh, Brecky regressing. Like there's a, a lot of ifs have to break right for them to be in a wildcard hunt. I'm just saying it's not impossible because the, the American league is so shitty. It's that shitty that there isn't a, that the Jays, you know, with a Vlad in the lineup. And if they actually called up Bo Bichette at some point this season could maybe be up there.
0: I don't disagree and I want to save the the boba talk for later on cuz I think that's going to be the meat of this podcast but I do think that because Tampa Bay I, may take a back seat compared to last year I don't see them repeating that strongly.
1: That was that was nuts. Yeah. That We're Tampa gonna, that was nuts. So what did
0: they win like 91 games? I think 90 or 91.
1: Yeah. Like who the who thought Tampa was going to win ninety plus games last year? It's not going to happen again. Like they were supposed to be the tank raise. Anyways, continue. And the and they won ninety games being in the L East. That's what I'm saying. I honestly. And they traded Archer midway. Yeah. Hopefully, knock on some wood right now, please. Now,
0: what, what, all right. Knock on desk. <laughs> um, I'm knocking uh,
1: on it too for you. W-
0: which is made of wood. Um, the Detroit Tigers are going to be terrible. Um, chances are Kansas City is going to be terrible. I'm not sure about the White Sox quite yet. They could go kind of either way. Um, I agree. Texas Rangers are going to be crap.
1: Seattle, I don't see them being good. It's bad. Like, all I should be on the National League if you want some good baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Or Triple A. But <laughs> the problem
0: <laughs> is is that you have teams like the Yankees, the Red Sox, um, the indians as you mentioned that are going to be so dominant houston it's going to be so dominant that the blue jays are going to have to try their hardest to take those games i just don't know that's going to be possible but you're right everything is is sort of up in the air right this is baseball anything could happen right we can never ever count a team out no one i didn't rather i should say thought that oakland was going to be nearly as good as they were last year too
1: no one yeah no one thought Oakland was going to get into the wild card game yeah. and then run, run into Andre the Giant.
0: Yeah, it, and that <laughs> gives you hope as Blue Jays fans that it's, it's possible. My point is is that the, the Blue Jays could be this story that sort of enlightens baseball fans and makes us excited again. I don't want to hold my breath for it. I'd rather be pleasantly surprised. Sure. But I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that the Blue Jays could be successful this year and that they can uh, turn some heads, especially on the the offensive end. Me too. My fear for the Blue Jays is, is on the pitching side this year. I'm, I'm trepidatious when it comes to how they're going to perform, but I'm not at all worried about um, the offense rather than Freddie Galvis, which is not Freddie Galvis. So Freddie Galvis striking out probably like a boatload of times.
1: <laughs> right. Um, the bullpen. Let's talk about it. Uh, what do you think? I think Giles is going to be great. All right. So right
0: now we got Pannone, Gavilio got the nod. Uh, who else got the nod? Elvis An- Luciano got the got the nod. Oh, yep. Um, unbelievable. So we got Giles. Uh, Daniel Hudson's probably going to get it. Um, if he's didn't, was he awarded the bullpen job? Is he just going to come up?
1: I don't even know about that one. Yeah, he was just signed. Because I know, so. I know I know, know Gavilio was added. I know about. Alvis. Panone. And Panone. Um, and you got Genie, obviously. And super utility, Tim Meza. Yeah, and Tim, Tim Meza, who's <laughs> going to play first base, apparently.
0: Super utility, bro.
1: Come That's on. pretty rock and roll. <laughs> right? Why not? Um,
0: so news just broke today. This is on the same lines. This is not a digression at all. Dalton Pompei is going to go on the seven-day IR. Um, or IL rather and uh, Tepera is going to start the year on the IL so that's two spots so they're probably going to go Poor guy. yeah it's going to go to Bud and Javi or Jave, Javi, Javi, Javi. Um, so there's two arms right there so that's your bullpen and I, Giles sure uh, probably going to punch himself in the face a bunch but other than that I am not confident with this bullpen whatsoever
1: this is the Overtime
0: Podcast Network <laughs>
1: How do you feel about the Elvis rule five situation and him making the 25 man? They have no choice. They have no choice. They have no choice. Yeah.
0: What are they supposed to do? Like the, if if they, so the argument that I've heard is that they can try to trade his rights from Kansas city. But if I'm Kansas city and they are appro- in the blue Jays approach me with a trade, I'm thinking, okay, the Jays are sweating. We're just gonna wait it out because they're just gonna release him, and we'll scoop him back up or place him on waivers, rather. Of course. Oh no, no, no! They, they, if they release them, he goes right back to Kansas City. So, yeah, that's I, I'm not trading with the Blue Jays if I'm Kansas City at all.
1: Well, he could get yeah. Well, <clears throat> do you think he should be on the 25 man roster? He's what 19? 19. 19. Ah, uh, he's played. He has only played rookie ball. He has skipped everything from low A to high A to double A to triple A and is now in the MLB. Why? Because they don't want to let him go yet. Yeah. Because they don't want to let, no, but here we're talking about a fucking organization, a front office that, that preaches, you know, the high talk about player development. Okay. This is the thing. Like I'm, I'm, I've interviewed Shapiro. I think he's a good guy. You've had the, uh, the opportunity to interview Atkins, but I mean, I'm, I think as a fan, I think, you know, we're, I'm, I'm not, just because I've interviewed him, I'm not going to hide from it, you know, but I mean, if you stress like player development, the way you do, you know, and and you say things like Vladdy Guerrero jr. Is a major league ready, which we know, okay. The stupid service side thing. Okay. But you say this stuff and I get, you have to say it, but then you can go around and say that a 19 year old kid, (laughs) who's only pitched rookie ball, you think it would be great to see him pitch against the Yankees, which Atkins said after they drafted him, picked him in the Rule 5. It just, I don't like that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's messed up, man. And, like, I'm in education, so, like, development is a big deal to me. Right. You don't try to press this, like, perfect thing, this perfect belief system in development that sounds really great, like you actually care, and say, you know, send Bo Bichette back down to, to AAA, which I do think he should be there for now, but we'll get to that later. But to have Boba Chat or Biggio, or even, you know, Nate Pearson, for that matter. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want... Nate Pearson shouldn't be on the Blue Jays, but I bet you Nate Pearson does a better job in the bullpen than Alvis does if it, if it came down to it. So I guess my whole... I don't know. I'm, I'm on a rant right now, but it's because you can't say one thing and then do that for what? This, just because you don't want to release him, and then he has to go he could potentially be picked up on waivers, which he wouldn't be, and then be back on Kansas City. Like you can mess a kid up, don't you think? I mean, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just overreacting here, but something in my gut makes me angry about the whole situation, and I trust my gut. All right. So the difference is is that
0: Luciano is not a developmental talent, right? I, I don't know that. Like on paper, looking at how. Uh, Fari is in his development. He should be a developmental talent. But because he was a Rule 5 pickup, he's technically not developmental status with the Blue Jays. Right? It's either major leagues or bust. And I think that right now they are viewing this as a rebuilding year. They're almost saying it. It's almost verbal at this point with the Jays' front office that I think they're not really worried about messing them up. And they um, value having him on the roster for at least a year and then he can go through the development. It's sort of ass backwards and I don't support it, but I understand why they want to hold on to him. However, if this is just about bullpen, dude, you can get bullpen arms anywhere. There are a dime a dozen. Like they, none of these guys on the bullpen in the bullpen today are going to be with the Blue Jays in like 2-3 years. None of them. None of them. And and they're so replaceable. They're so replaceable when it comes to bullpen arms. So it, when it comes to holding on to just a mere bullpen arm, I don't see the point.
1: I just think it's bullshit, man, because you know what? It's about the kids' development, and I think it's disgusting to be quite honest with you because then you go on and say Vady isn't major league ready, but a kid who's 19 who's been a fucking rookie ball is, is messed up shit, man, you know? And I, I like where the front office is doing. With, I like the direction they're going with this team. I think they're great at drafting. I do believe in their philosophy and player development. I love this situation that Zerpiro has uh, created down in Dunedin and how there's going to be a new stadium, new facilities. All this stuff is going in the right direction. For sure. But For sure. there's certain things, man, that this organization has done. This The front, front office has done this offseason that have pissed me off. The Alvis thing right now is one of them. The Major League Ready common with Vladdy is another one. And the Bud Norris signing was another one. Those are three things that pissed me off that they did this year. Anyways, I feel better now. Like, I, I shouldn't be angry. This is opening day for people listening.
0: No, don't be angry. I'm not don't angry. Be angry. It's opening day. How do you feel about the remainder of the bullpen? Meh. I mean, there's not really much to talk about, right? It, it, the guy anchoring the entire bullpen is Giles. That's
1: it. Wow. You know, but I do like him.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he's going to be a great trade candidate come July yeah. 31st. Yeah, really. But um, I, otherwise, I mean, unless Joe Biagini can have a bounce-back year, um, I, I support Tom Pannone because he's from Rhode Island, so it's kind of like some home love there. Sure. But otherwise, um, it, I don't care for Bud Norris. That When you see these, uh, you know, attitude in past comments aside, when you see the Blue Jays have these one-year deals – it screams trade bait. Yeah, that's what it's. It's the recipe that they've been doing for the past two years. They try Sing
1: to oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They try the, to that sort of thing. John Axford last year, right? Yeah. They try to to get these bullpen arms, sort of revitalize them and flip them. It's not a bad strategy. No, it's but not, for me, it really isn't. These aren't. They're not mainstays. None of them are mainstays
1: for me. No, not even not.
0: Biagini, Not even Giles Panone Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe, but. Otherwise, he came from uh, Cleveland, in Cleveland, Cleveland with yeah. Samad no, with Samad Taylor.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, yes, with, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. With uh, for Joe something, Joe Smith, that's Joe right. Smith.
0: That's right. Yes,
1: yes, Joe Smith. Wow. I, I just remember it's, it's one of those names. That's like the name. That's like the ultimate white guy name.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> it's the placeholder for the FBI. Um, but that's it. Like I don't really care about the bullpen. The bullpen. Uh, it's it's kind of fucked up because a couple of. Uh, A couple years ago, I remember when the Blue Jays were really awesome in the bullpen. Like the bullpen was the thing that was anchoring us when Brett Cecil was in there, and you know. Oh yeah, I loved it. I loved that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like now it's sort of gone, and that's fine. Like bullpens, they fluctuate. They they're hit or miss. So when it comes to the bullpen, I don't know. There's really not much more to say. However, when it comes to the starting rotation, could be worse, right? And I say that because, hey, at least there's no Jaime Garcia's or Matt Latos's, right? I mean, you know. You know.
1: Um, or, like, even, like, as much as we loved Grilly, those Grilly meatballs were on, well, when he was on his way out. Awful. Whew. Yeah. It's, like, tough. It was, like, watching your friend just get beat up. You're like, oh, no. Because you like him. Everyone like Grilly. How could you not like him?
0: He was like an uncle. Um, in order, we had Stroman, Shoemaker, Sanchez, Thornton, and Richard to start the year. Baruchy is reported to uh, miss at least two starts, and if you're familiar with with the Blue Jays, that means he's probably going to miss four or five. No, seriously. Cole's will eventually make his way onto the fold, I'm sure. Um, But right now, at least the top three are pretty good. And it would not surprise me at all, I'm not saying it will happen, but it would not surprise me at all if if Shoemaker was the second-best starter in this rotation. It's possible, but he's got to stay healthy. Maybe he finds that magic again. So how do you feel with this, you know, not including Baruchy and not including a theoretical buckholes into the fold, how do you feel about the first five pitchers starting in the 2019 season?
1: I think if, if, and if they stay healthy, I think awesome. Yeah. (laughs) All right? It's all coming down to health. Uh, I'm always rooting, rooting them on clearly. I mean, I just want to see some healthy campaigns. I really want to see uh, Sanchez uh, be the prospect that he was, be the guy that the organization chose not to trade away in the R.A. Dickey trade. They chose to hold on to Sanchez, and I'm pretty sure the Mets wanted Sanchez, and they traded Syndergaard instead. You know, and Sanchez had better stuff than Syndergaard in the minors. Sanchez was the golden arm. right? You know, so people like talk about, you know, it's funny with Jays fans say, eh? it's like, you, it's either you hate Shapiro or you love Shapiro, but you can't like something Shapiro and Atkins do and dislike some things. It's like, you either have to be on one end or the other. It's like, either you, some Jays love Anthopolis, he's a god, or is the worst. Like, I always noticed that with Jays fans. It's like, listen, Anthopolis did some good things, and he did some bad things, and, you know, the, the new front office has done some great things, but they've done some questionable things that I just went on a rant about, <laughs> you know? But, like, like you, can, you can properly assess things and, and weigh out the positives and negatives. I mean, and... Um, but a lot of people go on about Anthopolis trading the farm, and, you know, it, Sanchez was not traded. And that was who all the scouts and coaches in the minor league system thought was the one. And in 2016, he was that one. So it'd be nice to see him be that one in 2019 because the kid is great and, and these stupid injuries shouldn't set his career back. It'd be nice to see him bounce back. Like Strowman was another prospect that wasn't traded. You know, there are a lot of prospects that weren't traded that are now still here. And the ones that were traded, actually, um, What are they doing now anyways? But aside from, thank thank you. My point being, though, Sanchez was a top prospect in the system. 2016, Cy Young candidate. Love to see that guy return in 2019. Really rooting Aaron Sanchez on this year, man.
0: He is uh, my dark horse to have a huge bounce back year. He's just got to stay healthy. And, you know, that's obviously for anybody, but these blister issues need to be reduced, and I hope that they are. It seems like they are. So <laughs> um, I have a lot of high hopes, as I mentioned, for Shoemaker. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Again, if he can stay healthy. Uh, Stroman, I really hope that he has a good year for the sake of the Blue Jays. Because right. um, I know that, look, I've never seen the fan base so divided Because of one player, Um, he. he I don't. I don't want to bring up the spring training stuff again because we. I I kind of killed that to death on the show. But um, this is a guy that probably talked his way out of the organization, despite how talented and how high of a ceiling he has. Um, I don't buy at all what Ross Atkins said about you know that's the kind of fire and passion we want on this team because, as I referenced before. This is the same GM the day Roberto Osuna got suspended. This is the same GM that came out and said, Roberto Osuna is our closer. Right. And as soon as he was eligible to return, traded just like that. And he knew that was going to happen, that it was calculated. He, the, the foresight was there. And it was the same sort of tone of voice That he said about Strowman. oh, I love the passion, I love the enthusiasm, that's the kind of fire we want in the locker room. Now he's as good as gone, man. So I hope for the sake of the Blue Jays and adding more depth and more stability into a system that's already fucking robust, I hope that he's good so they can trade him come July 31st.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. (laughs) There it is, though, right? What will end up happening there, you know? Josh Donaldson, man, that storyline back when, you know, I was saying they should extend them and you were saying they should trade them. And it's fun to look back on it now, but boy, Oh boy, the absolute worst situation happened. Yeah. The absolute worst possible situation happened. You traded him in the 11th hour before the deadline for Julian Merriweather. Wow. Whew. That is bad. And the way you the, way the organization went about it, trying to get them in to the minor league games and stuff, it was brutal. Hopefully, that situation doesn't repeat itself with Stroman or Sanchez, where they're injured, and they continue to be injured. And it's like, when should they trade them? And they don't trade them. When should they trade them? And they don't trade them. And it's a new start. Well, you know, if they're good this year, we'll trade them by the deadline. And then there's another injury. And the next thing you know, it's it's... Well, they're getting rid of it. It's the real trade deadline in July. <laughs> that's, that's the deadline now. Uh, and
0: well, yes and no, because they don't have to wait, right? They still have another year of control.
1: That's what I'm saying, but I mean, where does it end? Does it? Does it? Can it go as south as it did with Josh too Because I don't know if anything can go that south. No. That as south as it goes.
0: No, no, but it's a balancing act, right? Because you can't... Um, you can't wait on it like if let's say Strowman and Sanchez start off strong for the first two, three starts, and there are some buyers there. I don't know that you can just trade them away right when someone's trying to buy. You kind of have to keep your fingers crossed and wait till the eleventh hour for this year and see if their their projections continue to trend upward, then if they do, you can get a really nice return. I think the risk outweighs the 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 burden hand at that point.
1: Oh no, I'm, I'm just saying like, you just, you never know. No one would have ever thought that back in 20, after 2016 and the season was over, because that's when the time would have been to sell on Josh Johnson would have at his highest would have been then. Yes. But no one at that moment could have predicted though. Cause why would you sell them after 2016? You have, you can't sell him right after you went to the ALCS, you know, and, but then The way it went from that moment on, you know, it was like, because then it was trade deadline time in 2017. Do you or don't you This, that? And and how it finished, I'm saying, hopefully that doesn't happen. (laughs) It can't. With Strowman and Sanchez. But who would have thought that it would have happened with Josh Donaldson? Did you think that was going to happen?
0: I didn't think that the injury was going to happen. I just thought that game one of last year, when you saw him make that lame throw, you knew something was was up. That was tough. You knew something was up. Mm. My point is, is that right now there's a lot of question marks when it comes to the starting rotation, right? And I don't think that we can add Thornton and Richard into the equation and really put much stocking to them. I think they're just placeholders for now. And when Ryan Barucky comes into the fold, probably as the number four, and I expect Buckles to end up being the number five, I think when you look at it on paper, that's a pretty good rotation. It's not great. It's not lights out. It's not intimidating. But right now that's enough to make the Jays at least better than they were last season.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, really though, a Sanchez and Stroman that role, like at their peak, healthy. It's a great one too. I mean, even though it's not a one two, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like th- that's solid. That's solid. Watch Luciano come out and be the greatest thing ever. It was like Atkins. Atkins is like. Total wire thought here. Atkins was and company were completely right. They saw something. They knew something. All the data was there. He pitches incredible. He's in the All Star game and wins Rookie of the Year. No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's some wired ass shit. Yeah. No.
0: Um, <laughs> let's let's take a break from the uh, the rotation. Let's go to the at least to the two to six spots. I want to go to the infield. Um, in that order, we got. Well, minus the pitcher, we got Jansen, Smoke, Guriel, Drury, and Galvis. Um, not bad. It, I I do have high hopes for Jansen. I don't think he's great defensively, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's near or around what he put up in the big leagues last year for the entirety of this year. Um, Smoke, you know what you're gonna get. Guriel, I'm glad he has a spot on this team. I thought uh, adding or signing Galvis was going to sort of muddy that, so I'm glad that he's being in a role at second base because I think he's going to thrive there. Um, Drury, he's had a sneaky good spring training, oh yeah, and I don't think he's... People aren't talking enough about that. Um I know. Galvis is the uh, 2019 version of John McDonald. He's going to be terrible at the plate. He's not as good as John McDonald was at shortstop, but he's good enough that he's going to sort of mitigate uh, how bad he is at the plate. So right. I think... When it comes to the infield, it's not bad.
1: All right, what's a better infield? Buffalo Bison's opening day infield versus the Toronto Blue Jays' opening day infield.
0: I think the Jays have it. Yeah? Honestly. Yeah. On both sides of the ball, I think the Jays have it.
1: But how exciting is Buffalo's infield? Vladdy, Bo, Biggio, and Tellez. I don't know, man. Put it up against the Jays. Uh, Here's the thing. So when Vladi comes up... um, Let's stop right there. Hold on. Okay. When do
0: you think that's going to be?
1: Okay. If Toronto is so committed to true player development, (laughs) okay? If they're really, really concerned about his lateral movements. Right. uh, Defensively, of course. And if they really feel like he needs to mentally prepare for failure, and work with you know the great coaching staff in Buffalo and Bobby Meacham and Devon White, and he needs to get in his at bats, AAA, and learn how to run the bags effectively, and do all these small things, these things that matter, they really believe that he's there because. One side of his game is major league ready, but the other side isn't, right? Because his bat is major league ready. Right. But there are other skills, though, Adam, that are not major league ready. So if they actually mean that, then they should commit to this and call him up in June. But since it's all bullshit, I'm going to go with... They're going to be smart about it. He won't be up in April. No. Uh, I'm going to go second week of May.
0: I want to agree with you. Because that sounds calculated enough that it screams this front office. Right. It would not surpri- it would not surprise me if they wait for Super Two.
1: Ooh. Well there we go. <laughs> no kidding though, eh? Well I'm not saying know, they would. I'm saying hey, it would surprise he has me. It's a mild oblique strain. By the way, I I decided to Google <laughs> mild oblique strains once he got his mild oblique strain strain and I read a bunch of uh, you know google doctor forms and different articles about mild oblique strains because his was the the mildest of mild oblique strains of course uh, on average a typical mild oblique strain takes anywhere from two to four days to heal yeah just so everybody knows well
0: there's a lot of rehab involved
1: a lot of rehab man <laughs> i get you got to be careful it's your star well, yeah like he's precious cargo man. massively precious i'm I guess I'm just saying for the sake of saying, and yes, take all the time you want Mavadi. We don't need the oblique strain to turn into a severe oblique strain, right? Yes, lay him on it. lay him on a on like take him to Japan and have him go in a hot spring if that's what it takes to heal that oblique strain. <laughs> but I'm just saying for the for the sake of it, you know, like it's as mild an injury as you could possibly suffer.
0: well, I mean, yes, yeah, and selfishly, I want them to keep him down. Because I'm seeing the Bisons in Pawtucket on April 60th. So nice. I was, I already bought tickets on the third baseline oh, see them. for oh, $10. You're bucks. definitely
1: going to see them. You're 10 totally going to see them. Take yeah, some pictures and... Send them to me, please. Oh, I will. 10 bucks, dude. Thank you. 10 bucks to see Vladdy. Yeah, no. Dude, and the rest awesome. of the kids. Yeah. Get an autograph. Be a, I'll be a, try. Be a, be a, be a nerd. Just but I'm like, 33, Vaddy. man. I can't go up just, to a 19 year kid. old. It's, it's for my kids. It's for my kids. That's kid. true.
0: That's true. It's for, for when you're awesome. This is uh, <laughs> for, her, her investment. This is, I have
1: a, have a nine month year old girl. She loves you, man. She thinks you're the greatest. She says you're thick.
0: Her first word is placata.
1: <laughs> placata.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. But yeah, I think that when it comes to this infield, like I said, Jansen should have a bounce back here. Smoke, we know what we're getting. Drury, he had a sneaky good season. I mean, spring training season. Uh, Galvis, whatever. I think he's also another decent trade chip come July. Really um, great pickup. Yeah, no, I like him. I like. I think he's good for influencing the other yes. young Latin Americans on this team. Good I human. Think that's important. Good yes. human. He looks yes. like.
1: I mean, I don't know him. <laughs> I've he, read about him. I've seen his just from pictures and from everything I've seen. I don't know anything about the guy, but man, he looks like he radiates good human.
0: Yeah. And that's oh,
1: yeah. a, that's a good thing. You know, we're like, Bud Norris doesn't yeah. exactly radiate good human. This is the overtime podcast network.
0: Um, let's shift to the seventh to nine spots. We have Hernandez who got the nod for left Pilar center, Grichuk in right McKinney acting as the fourth outfielder. Not great. I mean, it depends on if Hernandez ticks down that strikeout rate. I hope he does. Uh Pilar is all right, so here's my yeah. stance. Yeah, here's my stance on Pilar. Historically Kevin Pilar starts starts off real hot. Real hot at the plate. Some reason in April and May, he's super disciplined. I don't know what happens when June turns or as I know. you mentioned, mid-June. Um I don't think that he's in the Jays' long-term plans. I don't think that he's going to be on this team in the second half of the year. And I also don't think it's wise for them to wait until July 31st. I think he's an ultimate sell-high candidate. And if they get a decent offer come May, you do it right then and there.
1: If you can get a decent offer at any time, you do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Period. San Francisco's going to be calling, man.
1: Um, f- maybe we can get Travis Bergen back. hmm <laughs> No, really? Yeah. Hey. No, I know. Pilar for Bergen. Like, seriously. Man, please. I can't wait. For... Pilar's like my FNAF. <laughs> well, uh, D- 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 he played for the Leafs, and I just really didn't like Dion FNUF, and I just wanted him to not be a Maple Leaf. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Pilar. I just don't want him to be a Blue Jay. Yeah. I don't, really? I'm not a Pilar fan, man. I'm not into it. And I want him out. I just don't want him to be a Blue Jay. I want them to move Gridcheck to center field. You can call up Alfred. Absolutely. You got Tiosk, you got Tiosk, and you got McKinney. And Alfred should be in, a, you put Alfred in a corner. You got McKinney to work with. You got Tiosker, you got those three young player, uh, players to work the corners and split time. And you toss Randall right, right in the middle. And it's great. And if all you can get is like a tier two prospect for Pilar, I'm very fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a guy. And you know, like, and I'm not trying to be a dick, man. Like when he was like throwing his body around in 2015 and making all those awesome catches, I was like very happy about that. You're impressed. Yeah. It's impressive. very impressed. It was impressive, but man, as time has worn on with Pilar, it's like almost been ever since the slur. I've all, I've just found myself like, it's just like been, since
0: 2017. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just gone downhill. You know, like my girlfriend looked at me when I had this spring the first spring training game on and she heard Kevin Pilar's name. She's like, Kevin Pilar still a blue Jay. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, this way you're my girlfriend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was talking to, um, Ryan Andrews from lockdown blue Jays. And I said to him, I said, it's kind of weird to me that Kevin Pilar is one of the vets on the team. You know, seeing as how young he is and how it felt like only yesterday that Gibby's got pissed off and sent him down the Buffalo for mouthing yeah, off. Right. It, it's, you know, it's... Look, I think he is the obvious trade candidate for the outfield because I think Anthony Alfred is knocking on the door. So much so, and I want to know if you disagree with this. I don't think you will. True or false, Anthony Alfred is the most athletic person on this Blue Jays roster.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Absolutely. The guy is yeah. a machine. He's, he's like incredible. a sports machine. Yeah. His, like, bicep yeah. is, like, the size of my waist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's, like, looks like he's, like, a football player.
0: But if you want to talk about wasting someone in the minors, I, I know, like, he tailed off at the end of spring training, but I think that the Jays would do a disservice to him and to the major league squad in terms of their development. There's that word again. If they keep him down there too long, I think that he deserves to be up here sooner rather than later. And if that means pushing a trade for Pilar or trading Pilar,
1: you do that. Yeah. Like, why can't he learn here in Toronto if they think that Alvis can learn here (laughs) in uh, Toronto? I mean, I'm just saying. But no, with Randall Gritchuk, who can clearly cover center field. Yes. Yes. Why isn't why is Pilar still a Blue Jay?
0: They haven't gotten an offer they liked.
1: Well, I don't know what they expect. Yeah, for a fourth outfielder, because that's what he is.
0: Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Kendrys Morales is the DH of this team. So <laughs> let's move on from that. Um, yeah. Look, so we covered the bullpen. We covered the starting rotation. Covered the infield. Covered the outfield. Covered DH bench. You're looking at uh, I said McKinney. Mele and who else? It's got to be three, right? Is that it? Uh, McKinney and K- Melee? Melee. Urania. 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 Yep. So there's your, there's your three bench guys. Not yeah. bad. Not Whatever. I don't care about Melee. He's going to be catching every fifth day. It's not about him. Yeah. Um, he won't be a Blue Jay next year either. But um, when it comes to the kids, okay? And this is, this is the meat of the podcast that I know you want to get into. Top four candidates. Not in order to be called up. I put this on Instagram if anybody wants to go there. Bo, Vlad, Alfred, Tellez. I feel like Kevin's going to spend a whole year in AAA. Yes. I don't think he's a, he's a call-up candidate for this year. He's great. Uh, I'm really excited, but I just don't think Biggio's coming up this year. So those are the four I think are the most likely to be called up this year. Vlad is probably going to be the first of those four. Uh, I would like it to be Alfred. But it depends on what's going on with Pilar. I want to talk about Bo. Yeah. It's, it's a weird situation because, you know, he, it, everybody's talking about that one play that he pulled off in Montreal. It was beautiful. But I don't like talking about one play as evidence to call someone up. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm just saying people s- see these one or two plays and think – The kid's incredible, and in the infield, he should be brought up. I don't deny that he's incredible in the infield. I don't deny that he's incredible at the plate. You don't hit 400 in spring training, and you write that off. It's incredible, right? Everybody loves seeing that. However, because of what they did with Vlad last season and into this season, it would not surprise me at all if they pulled the same service time bullshit with Bo. Do I think he deserves to be on this team today? Yes, Do I think they're doing a a moral disservice by not bringing him up today? Yes. But do I think he's going to be a Blue Jay in 2019?
1: No. Hmm. So you think he should be on the opening day? Do you think that they're manipulating his service time this year? Yes. This year? Yes.
0: They're doing the same thing with Bo this year that they did with Vlad last year. Vlad should have been on this roster last
1: year. Okay. Yes. I agree with you. I actually agree with you. Um, Bobcat. Bobcat (laughs) McGowan. I did a hot take on his hot take. Mm -hmm. And he said that Bo should be on the opening day roster today. He should be. And that the reason, well, he didn't say it. His partner in crime said it. And that the reason that he's not on the opening day roster tomorrow, which is today, is because of service time. Yep. See, and I disagree, man. Now, Vladdy, okay, minus the oblique strain, should be on the opening day roster today. But Bo hasn't played a game in AAA. Correct. Now, I think this is what I think. I think that Bo in New Hampshire was in New Hampshire all year. Came back after he he did struggle. He struggled. He had a lot. Of, he was swinging uh, pitches outside the zone. He was in a bit of a funk at the beginning of the year. Turned it around. Had, a, had an excellent year in AA after he w- worked out of his. His funk, um, you know, uh, but the kid hasn't played one game in AAA. Now, do I think Bo Bichette should, if, if Bo's raking and mashing and doing Bo Bichette things like he's been doing all spring, and it's June, July, he should 100% be called up. Now, if they don't call him up all season, and we're in the same situation next year, and they're saying the same thing, that they don't quite see Bo as major league ready, and spring training or all of that nonsense talk, I'm sure they'll give Atkins a better script next time <laughs> around. Then that's yes. bullshit. Cause if Boba not on the opening day roster next year, it's about service time, but this year I can live with it. But if he's great in AAA for two, three months, call him up where he belongs. I think to they be. should.
0: I just don't think they will. I don't that, think they but, will,
1: but I don't think he belongs on the opening day roster today.
0: I think he's better than Galvez.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, he needs some time in AAA, man.
0: So who are you going to put? there? I, I, I don't like the jump. Like, I don't like you know? that. I
1: don't. I know, but I don't like the jump right from AA to. I think I don't think it hurts Bobichet to spend some time in Buffalo through April and May, and a bit into June, and then come up. I don't think that that hurts. Uh now here's a problem. Okay. Okay, so if Drury is terrific, really, quietly terrific, and I hope that this J-Hop deal is an absolute steal for the Jays. Sounds like it. You know, and what if Drury is actually awesome? And what if McKinney is actually not so bad, too?
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: Right, now, so Vladdy comes up, he's at third. They're going to move Drury over to second.
0: Will they? Will they?
1: Right? Where do you put Drury, though? Doesn't he move to second?
0: Third. Drury is the reason for this front office. It's the gift, gift gift-wrapped-in-gold trim, the reason why they're going to keep Vlad down for as long as
1: possible. And when do you move Vlad to first base? When they trade smoke,
0: July 31st. (laughs)
1: Like, is Vlad really our third baseman of the future?
0: Uh, No, I don't think so. But I don't think Drury is either.
1: I don't know. I don't really care. At the end of the day, Vlad is going to no, Vlad is going to get into the baseball Hall of Fame because of his bat. People aren't going to talk. Wow. About wow. Yeah, wow. Talk about bold. People aren't going to talk about <laughs> his fucking defensive skills at third or the way he scooped snag balls at first. No. Okay. It's going to be because <laughs> dude hit thirty five plus dingers for like fifteen consecutive years. That's what his bat's what's if he's healthy and he gets to play the career that, you know, his old man played a long, maybe not as long as his old man, but like, you know, a good solid career. It's the bat that puts him in the hall of fame. So, you know, he will be the greatest DH of all time one day. Maybe.
0: I mean that it's, it's hard to beat Edgar, but it's possible. It's possible.
1: Anything's possible. I'm just saying, right. My yeah. point is it's, it's all about his bat at the end of the day. Anyway. So yeah, so Drury, um, yeah, I, I mean with Drury, Bichette, you got Lords, you've got Vlady, uh, you got that Kevin Smith coming up, you got Biggio. There is you got you got Logan Warmouth. Mm-hmm. There are there's so much infield talent right now that whatever the dog organization, when they decide to actually do things in the offseason, there is going to be a lot to trade and work with to make this team a World Series team. We haven't had an exciting offseason yet, and I I I think Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins are, are are serious and when they know it's time to make it happen, they will make it happen. For sure. Now, if 2021 comes and goes and we still haven't made the playoffs, you know what, everybody has every right to howl to the baseball moon about how shitty Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins have been in Toronto. Uh, we're only for, what, so 16, 17, 18. So we're into the fourth season with them, you know? And they still have time. So by 2021, though, this team <laughs> better be in the playoffs.
0: I think they will be. I don't, I don't think there's anything to worry about when it comes to this team's future. It has never been so calculated and strategic before, right? I know a lot of people uh, love to hop on that Anthopolis train. I get it. But for me, uh, Anthopolis had a different philosophy when it came to, um, to prospects. They were assets to be liquidated. Whereas this front office views prospects and you know stability in the system as important and vital for success. Um, now, I do think having a, a logjam of these prospects whether in the outfield or the infield specifically the infield right now is a good thing because a injuries happen and if injuries don't happen then b you can use them to flip and liquidate but not in terms of like the volume that anthopolis used like you can flip right. them for something a little bit more robust for your rotation for say maybe a, a more robust number one or two starter right these are possible outcomes so I think the difference here is when it comes to 2019, you're going to see a lot of talent, a lot of talent. And like I said in the jump of the show, you're going to see a lot of players that are going to form a new identity for this Blue Jays team. A lot of these fans that hopped on in 2015 and 16 haven't experienced this. right? And if, they, if you've stuck with them so far, I commend you because the definition of a fair weather fan means you didn't stick with them. So if you've stuck with them throughout this entire process of shit for the past two years... You're going to see a brand new identity with this team. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be very exciting to see what this team can turn into. Are they going to win a lot of games? No. I don't think they are. Is it possible that they could? Sure. Like, it's it's. Would it surprise me if they won 65 games? No. Would it surprise me if they won 89 games? No. But I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle there. I think they're going to do better than 73 last year. I really do. Mm. But... I think this is something that we as Blue Jays fans like. When's the last time you've seen this complete new identity of a Blue Jays team out the blue, full of young talent? I can't think of a time that this has happened.
1: That's great, eh? I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I last year, I, I, for any for all you listeners, uh, do yourself a favor and get yourself MILB TV. It's fifty dollars. Yes. Uh, last year, I, I picked it up and. Uh, you get Lugnuts games, games, Cats games, Bison's games. The quality isn't the greatest. The Bison games has better quality than, say, Lansing, of course. Uh, but overall, you, you, just, you get to choose any minor league game you want to watch all season long. It's the greatest $50 I spent last summer. And I love watching these prospects. So to me, it's really fun this year, and especially in spring training as well, to see them on my TV in good quality with good broadcast. It's like, Oh, that's what Bijou actually looks like. Cool. <laughs> All right. I've been watching them in New Hampshire, you know, clearly I've seen pictures of them on the internet and stuff, but I just mean like when you're actually watching them play live, it's really nice when you see them come up to the big leagues and, 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 and they're actually in 4k. It's like, wow, cool. All right, there you are. That's, that's what you really look like. All right. That's how you play the game. Cool. But um, yeah, still just to watch the Bisons this year, uh, get yourself that package. Get the MILB TV package. It's like I, it's like I work for them, Adam. But for that's $50, it. man, $50. That's it. That's it. And you've got, your, you've got yourself Toronto's farm system.
0: And it's beautiful, right? That, that's part it of is. the new identity that we're going to see. And you get to see them young.
1: Yeah, and it's cool watching them grow.
0: Right, It really is. Um, I want to move on to some hot takes that I spit out on Twitter. I kind of want to get your take on them. I have three. Um, first one being... Pilar, Stroman, Smoke, not a Blue Jay, not either of them are going to be Blue Jays August 1st. True or false? Oh, false. <laughs> false. Okay. Yeah. You think they will be Blue Jays August 1st?
1: Yeah. Oh, not what, what? Well, some of a couple of them might be gone, but not all three.
0: I think all three are gone.
1: Wow. No, I disagree. Smoke gone. Mm hmm. Pilar gone. Stroman, Stroman is a a J. Okay. That's right. All right. Um,
0: Randall Graycheck is the best non-Vlad hitter on the team. True or false?
1: True.
0: I agree. Um, Ryan Barucki finishes with an ERA below 3.25.
1: Below 3.25? 3. hmm uh, No, it'll be higher. You think so? Yes. I got him pegged at, like, just below that. Uh, also, going back to the Stroman thing, so I think Smoke's gone. Pilar's gone. We beat that to death. Pilar's gone 100%.
0: I think Strowman's gone, man.
1: It really—it depends. Okay. It depends, man. All right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one for me. It's too many. I think I have a problem. Yeah. We'll see. You know what? I'm on the fence with it, but you know, uh, with your hot take, it's definitely not a hot take that I'd want to rip into. Because it's like a, all right. It's a all, good, right. all these hot takes are actually good takes as far as I'm concerned. Well, what,
0: what, do you have any hot takes that we can expand on or no?
1: Not really. I like to hot take bad takes. Okay. But those are, those are <laughs> all your takes are fine takes. <laughs> you know? So.
0: Uh, let's see. The, here's a. I, I was reading on Reddit. Here is one that I remember. Uh, Kendris Morales hits 35 home runs. That, that's false. Mm,
1: yeah. No, no. I, I, I love Kendris Morales, so I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I,
0: I honestly don't think he gets traded either.
1: Nah, no, he's like Uncle Kendris, man. They yeah. need him around for this year,
0: and then he's done. Yeah,
1: for for this year, and they make him yeah. a bench coach. He could be like the new tomorrow. That's true.
0: That's true. That's a good call. When you mean like be that a
1: badass DeMarlo Hale?
0: That is a hot take. I like it.
1: That's a hot take.
0: I like it. Um, let's uh, let's finish up here, and I wanted to get your win total prediction. I have them pegged at seventy eight and eighty four for two thousand nineteen. What say? Uh,
1: I think that they win over, they win over 81 games.
0: Wow. So an above 500 team.
1: Yes. Wow. Above 500 team.
0: Wow. So that could be 82.
1: Could be 82.
0: So that if they're 82, yeah. If they're they're 82, 82, 82, that's an above 500 team. An 80? Yeah.
1: They're above 500. Yeah. So I'm going wow. to if I, if if I were a betting man still, which I'm not, I'd put hundred bucks on the over of the 500, because I just feel like there's been so much regression of late over the past couple of seasons that I expect to turn around. I th- expect bounce back years from Sanchez and Stroman. That means wins. Bullpen scares me a lot. I think Vlad's back gets inserted to the lineup. I think it's really really thick. I think that. Gricheck is going to continue where he left off after his injury. I uh, love smoking there. You know, a smoke Gricek kind of laddie thing happening could be something cool to see. If Beshen actually ended up getting called up, wow. You know, and you got Danny Jansen in this lineup and Lord's Gorill. It's not that bad. And then you have Morales. This team can win some games. And Drury. Drury. Yeah. And then a McKinney. And
0: Hernandez. And a yeah.
1: and, and Oscar hidden bombs. Like, I think this team... Can legitimately win over five hundred games, and I'm going to roll with that one. Look, I love the optimism. And you know what's great about it? I love it. You know what's great about it? My heart will not be broken if they only win sixty-five games.
0: (laughs) I think I'd be a little disappointed. Mm. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I think I'd be disappointed.
1: Me too. I I won't be heartbroken. Twenty seventeen was heartbreaking.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, Look, I think that it's like we mentioned at the top of the show. They're going to beat up. Hopefully, knock on. Deskwood, they're going to beat up on a lot of bad teams. They're going to beat up yeah. on the Orioles. All right, that, that it's over. Um, they're going to beat up on Kansas City. They're going to beat up on Detroit. Detroit for sure. I don't. I don't. I'd be surprised if Detroit walked away with sixty ones. Yeah, they're shit. Yeah, they're terrible this year. Um, they're pegged to lose over a hundred, which kind of wow. sucks. But um, Detroit, th- I wouldn't be surprised if they beat up on the Rangers this year. You know and. I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if they beat up on Seattle. Those are teams that the Blue Jays can take advantage of. It Mm kind of sucks that only one of them is in their division. I think they Mm -hmm. do like a nice even split with Tampa Bay. Uh, They're going to get trounced on by the Red Sox and the Yankees. It sucks.
1: They're so good. It's gross.
0: Um, On the same line of predictions, who do you got winning the East?
1: Oh, The Yankees. Me too.
0: Who do you got winning the Central?
1: Cleveland. Me too.
0: And the West? obviously. Obviously
1: Houston. Houston. Yeah, no, but the I, the Yankees win the East this year. What about the NL East? Oh, tough one, man. I got Washington. You do, eh? It's a tough one. I want to. I want to go Philly. The, he's not enough for that Philly. I know they added a lot. God, do you want to? I, I really want to go with the Mets, but oh, I was thinking Atlanta. <laughs> you know, Atlanta. Mm, I think the conservative or proper choice, if I was betting man, would would be Washington. Uh, root, rooting for Philly. I'm going Washington and Atlanta though. That's a great. That's a that's that's a great division of baseball. Yes, it is.
0: Yes, um, NL Central. Hmm. I get Milwaukee, man. You
1: go with the Brewers. I am. Where do you have the I have the Brewers.
0: No, I love. I have the Cubbies making the wild card, but I love the Brewers.
1: Okay. Yeah, I could. You know, why not? let I'll roll with Milwaukee. I'm down with Milwaukee. They
0: remind me so much of 2015 Blue Jays. Yeah, I,
1: I can. I can see Milwaukee taking that division. Chicago gets the wild card.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the West I mean, Dodgers, dude. Simon, close
1: Dodgers. Yeah. All
0: right, yeah. Two
1: wild cards. Well, if, well four. San Fran. If if San Fran can nope. get Pilar, yeah, I'm going with the Giants.
0: <laughs> Just for Pilar posterity is awesome. Yeah. Um, yes. What are your four wild cards? All right, I'll go with Cubbies
1: Yep. And the Cubbies are going to play Philadelphia. Okay. All right. Well, but then that means Atlanta's out. Yeah, that, see, I... I mean, you know what? I, that NL... That NL... Central? East Division... Or, uh, and Central. Both of them. Because St. Louis is going to be good this year, too. Did, and the National League, period. Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. Minus I the took, West. Can I be... I don't... I honestly... I don't really... Yeah, minus the West. I have no idea who's winning the Central or the East.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: I, I just know that it's going to be great baseball, and I have a feeling I'm going to be focused a lot on the national league this year for watching quality baseball versus the American league.
0: What do you got for your two American league wildcards? I mean, Boston has to be one of them.
1: Obviously. Um, so the eight year old boy who's hopped up on fun dip, (laughs) lots of fun dip, uh, has Boston versus the Jays. That's too stressful. The (laughs) Eight-year the eight-year-old boy, the eight-year-old boy, who just found out that Santa Claus isn't real, has Boston and Minnesota or Oakland or Tampa.
0: I'm saying Oakland.
1: Oakland, Uh, yeah. And the adult in me says Boston murders them like seven nothing for sure. But I'll watch the game yeah. and it will be fun.
0: Yeah. Chris Sale is
1: going to pitch the lights out of that game. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, who do you got coming out of <laughs> the can, And then you stack your bullpen. Yeah, that's it. That's Gross. It. Just gross. Who
0: do you got coming out of the East for the World Series? I mean, sorry, the American League going to the World Series.
1: Oh, who's going to the World Series? Mm-hmm. Wow, you're really bolding the predictions up right now, eh? Yeah. Ah, who's going to the World Series this year? My American League won't surprise you. I'm going Yankees. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm Boston or New York. I don't know whose pitching is going to be better. But it's not going to be Houston. No. And it's not obviously going to be Cleveland. Uh, yeah, man, it's New York or Boston. And to me, it's, it, 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 I, I think I like Boston in the sense that they've been there and they did it. It's so hard to repeat, though. It's so hard to repeat. Um, I don't know if New York's pitching can get them to the World Series. So, I'm going to go Boston gets back. NL. NL? Yeah. All right. So, wow. Jesus, man. It's fucking opening day. What the yeah. hell are you doing? Hey, it's a hard take, so we can look back on him at the end of the season, remember? Yeah, but I'm bad at this shit. There's a reason I don't gamble anymore.
0: No one's good at this.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm putting, like, serious thought into this right That's now. That's the point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll, right, I'll so give you a head start. I'll, I'll think about it. The fucking Red
1: Sox? No, the fucking Red Sox against... Fuck it. The Red Sox against, man. Yankees-Brewers. All right. I'm into that. Ah, the Brewers are good, eh? God. Yeah. They're a solid team.
0: It can't be Red Sox-Dodgers again, man. It just can't. Like, I, I don't want to
1: see that. No, that's not happening. I want Red Sox-Brewers. So everybody, I know there's a lot of Jays fans out there. I know it's opening day, and a lot of you Jays fans are like super baseball fans and watch it all right watch sports highlights and stuff and some jays fans are really just focused on toronto and don't follow the rest of the league much uh this year though for those jays fans the american league really is shitty it's not for the fans that love all baseball all baseball teams american league baseball is going to suck this year keep your eye on some national league baseball this year uh get yourself uh here i'm going to continue my promotional work for mlb and <laughs> oh um, you're going to the majors now no okay. no Yes. Now, now we're g- make sure to get yourself MLB TV. It will be the best hundred and some odd dollars you'll spend. And then you can watch all the baseball games you want.
0: Let's go. Sign me up. All right. So we got, you got in all, it sounded like you have Red Sox. You're going to go Brewers world series. Sure. All right. I'm going to go Yankees Brewers world series. I get the Yankees taking it. Uh, I assume you have the Brewers taking it. I would like to think that because it's so goddamn impossible to win two in a row. I don't know the All last right. time it's happened. I honestly All don't. Right, I'll go I'll with the Brewers. Yeah, there we go. My man. All right. All right. So there you go. There is your 2019 Blue Jays and MLB preview. Dude, it has been too long, and I am so happy that the Blue Jays are playing. Dude, it's – look. Last year was such a bummer. It was not a good time to write and or talk about the Blue Jays. It just wasn't. So for the sake of content, whether verbal or written, I really hope this year is exciting. And I hope that it brings you many good tidings for uh, Blue Jays Nation and your endeavors. So here's to a solid 2019 season.
1: Yes. Well done. You're good at this, Adam. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I want
0: you to take this opportunity, as you know at the end of the show, to promote anything you got going on, where people can find your work, and on Twitter, because to me, you are important and people should know where to find your work because it's very much well worth reading. So, go for it, man. The floor is yours.
1: Thanks, man. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Ryan I think underscore D-Francesco
0: nope, No, no underscore. I,
1: no underscore? No underscore. Oh, it's just, it's just Ryan d D-I-F-R- a as in awesome n c e as in excellent bill and ted's excellent adventure s c o as in oh yeah (laughs) oh oh, yeah there you go (laughs) i love it uh yeah so that's where you can find me on twitter i actually do tweet uh more frequently these days i'm trying to be active and stuff and do that sort of thing so i try to like do that so you should follow and that would be cool and you can see my writing at bluejaysnation.com constantly filling up the site with content over there i have an instagram page brian i think underscore Dfran. And sometimes I post little vlog videos. I haven't done one in a few weeks or so. And I always do little fun jokes and stuff there. So if you like a little laugh, follow me on those things. And uh, go Jays.
0: Go Jays, go, man. And I uh, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a breath of fresh air. I couldn't think of anybody better to open up the season with than you, my man, my OG. So uh, here's to a good season, man.
1: Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me.